You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Welcome to church. Thank you, Ben, for that awesome song. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this morning. Thank you for uh, making it church today. Um, thank you also to audience online for making it to service with us this morning. Um, can we say, uh, can we just thank Dami for sharing her God experience? Um, pray that the Lord would perfect what he has started in you in Jesus' name. All right, um, I have one quick announcement to make before I begin. Uh, we'll be sharing with us today. Um, so I have Ilui Productions. My apologies, uh, screen isn't working today, so please bear with us. Um, it gives you an opportunity to maybe um, open your Bibles at least today during service, all right? All right, so Ilui Productions, a new creative expression of um, the Elevation Church, will be commencing a major production project this week. The project will result in the launch of a major production later on this year and we will keep you updated. In the immediate, Ilui is opening up a major three weeks training on script writing for TV starting next Saturday, 24th of July. The training will be a blend of physical and virtual and full details will be shared with registered participants only. If you have a flair for writing, if you have a strong interest in creating content for TV shows, if you feel a pull or a calling towards TV creative writing, or you're already writing for TV or movies and would like to improve your skills, kindly register, uh, preferably at the back, a foot point. Uh, ideally, a link should be up on screen, but if you make yourselves um, over to the info point, they will be able to present the link to you, which would allow you to go on with the registration. The training will be run by Victor Sanchez Agawa, one of Nigeria's leading showrunner and TV writer. Successful participants at the end of the training will have the opportunity to join the writing room for the ongoing TV production. We look forward to receiving your applications. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Awesome. Um, So, how many of us were in church last week or maybe watched the service online? Can I show events, please? Awesome. So I think uh, it's clear that um, this month we're talking mainly about uh, greater faith and um, the importance for us to begin to um, leverage on the different resources that may be available to us to build on the faith that we have. Uh, for some of us that, you know, our faith may be dwindling here and there, um, it's a season and a time for us to um, take out time to improve on whatever uh, position we find ourselves as far as our faith is concerned as Christians. Um, so today I'll be taking on a, a, a short uh, charge around uh, shaping events. 
and um, I would uh, share a little bit more about that as we proceed. Uh, one thing is important uh, for us to note, and that um, great faith is not always about receiving blessings and gifts. It is more about um, trusting God through different adversities and being able to bounce back. Um, case in point, dummy. All right, I'd like to take a Bible verse. Unfortunately, again, I don't have the screen up. So if you don't mind, please open with me to James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. I will be reading from the message translation version. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. And it goes like this. Consider it a shared gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So, don't try. Hello? What was wrong with that one? <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to read it all over again. Consider the share gift, friends. When test, oh, okay, I see the difference now. Um, consider it a share gift, friends. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So do not try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. So you become mature and well-developed not deficient in any way. And let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for a time uh, to spend this time in your presence. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the word that we are about to share between ourselves. We pray, Lord, for a time of learning and unlearning. We pray, Father, that the Spirit of the living God would speak through me and the utterances from my mouth will not be mine, but that of the Spirit. We thank you, Father, for this and many much more. We pray that a word will touch a heart or soul and a destiny will be launched into um, a greater faith. We give you praise and all the glory, for in Jesus' name we have worshipped. Amen. Amen. Okay, super. So, shaping events is the, the topic that I'm speaking to today. Um, and... Shipping events come, you know, pretty much in different shape and sizes, right? Um, my definition here says shipping events are trials and tribulations that one has to go through, which tests the strength of one's faith. Um, shipping events enable you or your faith to come into the open and show its true colors, which is what we read earlier on uh, on uh, James uh, chapter one. Now. Shipping events can occur as a form of challenge or a circumstance or a situation that you may be facing at this present time. Um, it could also be a series of challenges or a series of issues or challenges, your combination of a lot of them that happens over an extended period of time. So it could be a one-off thing. It could be a thing that continues over a period of time, right? It could, be, uh, it could be a source of joy. It could be a source of sadness, right? 
what's important is for us to realize that every shaping event contributes to the person who we eventually become either today, tomorrow, or in the future. Um, and it's important for us to realize as children of God, the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Um, the Lord will normally not permit anything that is important for you to go through to happen to you. Um, when such things happen, he has given you some, um, what's the word? Um, grace to be able to push through it, right? Um, Dami made a point and, you know, she had to come up to a point to say, you know what? All this wallowing and crying in the dark that nobody apart from some dude in Rwanda is listening to. Can I just even just stand up and say, okay, enough is enough. I want to choose joy, right? It's a conscious effort that you have. And, you know, normally the Lord will not do what he has given you the capacity to do by yourself. He expects you to, by yourself, you have the strength, you have the capacity to be able to do what you need to do to get yourself out of that position. So shaping events don't necessarily mean that, you know, um, it is the end of the world. It is just a time, uh, it is just a period of time for you to go through a certain phase of your life that would eventually become very useful for you. It may not, you know, like, uh, you know, when you connect the dots, that game that I have one to 100 and you start drawing and you don't know where exactly you're drawing until you're about to get to 99. Oh yeah, oh, I was drawing an octopus or something, right? So it's the same way you go through different phases in your life, different events, whether positive, whether negative. And oftentimes you're not able to connect why you're going through that particular situation or scenario. 10 years later, then it's like an aha moment. Oh yeah, that was why I went through that issue 10 years ago. Oh yeah, that was why I went through that issue five years ago. You know, so it's an important phase for us to understand that the Lord doesn't, you know, is not a waster of time or a waster of resources. He puts us through these different events that we go through for specific purposes, right? Sometimes it may not be for your own good, it may be for the good of some other person. You may just be going through certain situations in your life so that you can be available to minister into somebody else's life to bring them to God, right? And so it's important that you don't take any of these things lightly because our prayer sometimes, well, at least the prayer I pray, is that I be used as a vessel unto honor, right? That the Lord will use me as a very valuable instrument in his hand. And so beyond that, that I've made myself available to, you know, be a blessing to other people. You know, the Lord is not, um, it's not a cheat, you know. He will definitely bless you as well as you move along. All right, so shaping events have potential to break us or strengthen us depending on how we respond in faith. The outcome of a shaping event is dependent on the strength of your faith, driven by your perspective of God. Now, shipping events can help you to develop your faith muscles. Nobody wakes up this morning and says, you know, you've never in your life done any form of um, cardio exercise, right? 
and then you wake up at 6 a.m. and you say you want to run a 10K marathon. Most likely, by the time you get at the two-kilometer mark, somebody will have to pick you up and take you to the hospital. So in the same way, you have to build your strength. You have to build your faith. Now, one of the things that presents you with um, one of the opportunities you get presented with when you face this kind of challenges or events, as the case may be, it allows you to leverage on the resources that are supposed to be available to you to build your face, to improve on the person who you are, right? Or the person that the Lord has called you to be. So, shipping events helps you to build your faith muscle, right? Now, shipping events often test the foundation of your faith. Yeah, a bit shaky. You go through a bout of depression, as you will but then it allows you to come out of it. And you know, one thing you learn from that experience is you now know how to deal with this if it should come out tomorrow. Or better still, you're in a position to speak to that person that is going through the exact same thing that you went through 10 years ago, and you're able to counsel them and speak to them and get them out of that position where they are in, right? So shaping events could be an event, like I said, running over a period of time, and as a child of God, Shipping events must, as a child of God, shipping events must produce greater faith in you. You must come out of it better than you went in. It is absolutely important. You cannot just waste that effort, that energy, that time, that crying, that laughing, that joy, just for nothing. You need to be able to tie something back to it to ensure that, look, as you come out of it, you are stronger. You are wiser, you are bolder, you can advise, you can you know, be a counselor to anyone that may go through the exact same situation that you went through, all right? A very important shipping event that probably affected, I don't know, pretty much everyone here and online, everywhere in the world, if you will, is obviously the pandemic, right? Um, so fast, or well, backtracking to last year when we had the pandemic and um, so for, 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 for me for example we recently just bought well not bought we recently just opened our office uh, in Lekki you know we're still proud about it oh yeah we finally have our office of our own before we we're just um, perching with another uh, business partner so we got our office space furnished it up, everything was looking nice and dandy. We paid, we did the first few days in the month of March and then bam, lockdown. And then we had to shut the office. All the fancy uh, furniture. For the first time in almost a year, we went there this year and everything had mold and it was all just looking rot. But, you know, again, we are all going through this and it it's probably different for different persons. For some, it might be, you know, you got your admission delayed if you were supposed to go to school. For some, it might be that you were supposed to get married and your wedding had to be shifted over and over again. Some people, you probably just even couldn't do that grandiose wedding that you planned for yourself. And then you're now having to uh, make do with uh, a Zoom wedding, as it were. Uh, but one thing that is important for us to note is that everything has a reason and it has a purpose. 
you may not be able to put a finger as to why you're going through this at this point in time, but you can be rest assured. And I can tell you authoritatively that it is for a reason and for a purpose. And all you've just got to do is stick with the program, right? Stick with the program, continue to build your faith, work on your faith, and continue to trust God. Do not lose faith, do not lose sight of the goal. And the goal here is to remain focused on God, okay? Now, I'm going to uh, share a little bit more. Uh, I'll dive more into the shipping events. Uh, I'll speak, uh, obviously, specifically around the area of um, interesting shipping events that turn out to be more of um, trials or um, challenges that you may face. Um, I'm going to read a verse, First uh, Peter chapter 1, um, verse 6 to 7. First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. And it says, I know how great this makes you feel. Even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Here, obviously, uh, Peter was speaking to, I said Peter, oh, sorry, Paul was speaking to um, the church. And he says, pure gold put in fire comes out <clears throat> if proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. It's your faith, not your gold. It's your, it's your faith, it's your belief. It is that which you have been able to show, not what is immediately around you, not what people see, but it's what you, people are seeing through your words, through the way you live your life. That is important. Now, um, there are obviously many shipping events in the Bible. Obviously, we've got the likes of Daniel, Jacob, Job, uh, even Peter, sorry, even Peter, uh, Paul, who was Saul and then became uh, Paul uh, when he encountered Jesus Christ. Um, and then obviously had the conversion process go on in his own life. And if you notice, he also had to go through a period of time. Um, he was blind for a period. He had to, you know, wait. He had to study. He had to um, go through a transformation phase before he eventually started his ministry, right? So I would like to, you know, lay a bit of, um, put a bit of context um, around the sort of characteristics that follow shaping events. Um, I would use reference as a Joseph's story, which is in the book of Genesis, chapters uh, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42. Uh, but obviously we're not going to read all that right now. Um, so the first characteristic I'm going to quickly talk about is shaping events bringing an occasion of doubt and unbelief. Um, now, if you remember the story of Joseph, how God uh, showed him or gave him a vision of what he was going to be or who he would eventually be, um, there was a bit of pomp and arrogance in the way he was speaking to his siblings. Um, and then from being 
someone that assumed himself to be in a position of authority that he would be the leader of every member of his clan, he then ends up being a slave. Now, more often than not, if you, for example, had been told that, ah, um, Dim Lady, you would be a, you know, maybe you earn a, I'm trying to look for a perfect example now, that you earn, you work in a Fortune 500 company, you, <laughs> you work in a Fortune 500 company, you head the business, you know, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. And then Demilady gets employed at a Fortune 500 company. And then something interesting happens, and Demilady had to leave the organization. And then Demilady now goes back to that place where he wrote that word. Ah, God, what's going on? <laughs> I thought you said I was going to run a Fortune 500 company, right? And now I have gone through a period, I have waited, I have been serving diligently at this organization, and all of a sudden, I'm out of that business for whatever reason. Uh, whether it was adversity, whether it was a mistake you made, whether it was just life. But then, one thing is certain that the Lord does not send his word out for it to come back to him empty. It always performs everything, everything, every single thing. It is just time. And his time is not the same time that we have. It's completely different. And the sooner we realize this, the better. And it allows us to worry less. You, really, you literally will just go and chill and, you know, for... Some of us, that something similar to Dimladi that I just explained happened to me in particular. Um, went through a few, so I was working in a very nice organization and um, all of a sudden I found myself out of the organization. I was a high flyer, amongst my peers I was earning the highest in the entire country. And then, bam, one mistake somewhere, got blown out of proportion, and I had to leave the organization. And I questioned God, I went back to him, I went back to all those places that I had written word that, ah, this will happen, this will happen. And then, you know, it didn't all make sense, you know, at the time. And then, of course, as some of us would probably start thinking, ah, it's uh, from the village, they are the ones that are causing you. Uh, is this, is that, you know. Uh, sorry, I wasn't going to say that. So anyway. But um, interestingly, uh, today I stand here before you, um, not by my power, not by my might, not by anything I have the capacity to have done. For 10, 15 years ago, I could never have imagined that I would be here on this stage, for example, having a word with you guys, right? <clears throat> but the Lord made certain things happen so that you can go through a fire. You can go through a phase where you can be refined. Um, I can guarantee you that if I had continued at that job, I probably will not be here today. I probably won't have the wonderful kids that I have as children because I probably may not have hired my wife, right? So I am where I am today and I'm at peace. I have the most wonderful children. They can be in my house 
for two, three days, you will not hear pim, no noise, they are obedient, they do what you tell them to do. How much more could you have asked for? Not the one that you are telling them, come here, they are telling you to come here. Huh? But they are obedient, they listen, they perform well in their studies. My son is super bright, super, in fact, anyway, that's not the topic of today. So, I'm just trying to bring it home, right? That guys, look, anything you're going through, no matter the situation, and I went through a lot between when I left the organization in 2008 and 2016. There are certain days I would come here when we first started the church, and you know, I would question God. But I was going through a phase. I was going through a refining process. I was going through something that was preparing me for the future, not even at that time, that I was definitely not aware of. There was one thing I realized a couple, I mean, so again, just to quickly talk about myself. Um, you know, when we were growing up, we used to have um, small pocket diaries. I don't know about for some of us that were, <laughs> that, that me my age, we used to have small pocket diaries that you used to journal, you know, um, and you write all sorts of funny things. So the other day I caught myself just going through old stuff and I saw it. And I was just laughing at myself and reading through. And then I saw somewhere out of the blue for a, how old was I? Maybe a 15 or 16 year old boy that was enjoying life, going to parties and things of that nature. And I just saw somewhere, plain, it said, I would like to be a marriage counselor. Oh, wow. It didn't make sense because I, 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 I sat down, I caught myself and I was looking at the, I'm like, ah, wait, okay. Maybe I wrote this thing maybe some years later, but it didn't make sense. I didn't remember, and I don't know honestly what led me to open that book that day, or to go through those old things. Um, and so, what I'm trying to say here is, do not discount anything that you're going through at this point in time, whatever it is that you may be going through. And if you're not going through anything, praise the Lord. Neither should you discount what you're not going through. You are in a place for a purpose, right? And as the Lord lives, every single one of us has a purpose in this life. In this life, a purpose to ourselves and a purpose to the people around us. Shipping events can bring occasions of doubt and unbelief. Shipping events can present contrary evidence to the promise of God. I spoke about how you probably heard the word that this is what you're going to become, and then all of a sudden you are not that. What makes you think that Demilady was not meant to start up a company, and then that company becomes a Fortune 500 company? Right? So there are different ways to play the card. One thing that is important is if the Lord gave you one word, please hold on to that word. Whatever that word is, take it back to the Lord in prayer and challenge him. Lord, you said that this is your word and you said it will not return to you void. What's going on? Give me clarity. Give me understanding. Give me peace. 
help me in a position where I can look at this word and I can still believe confidently that this is your word or your promise for my life. Okay? Shaping events may bring feelings of discomfort or insecurity for a season. I spoke earlier on about how you must ensure that you stay and work yourself through that process. You can't be in a hurry to want to leave. Um, you need to go through the refining process um, and you need to, instead of worrying yourself to death, I mean, there are certain things that you have control over. There are a lot of things you don't have control over. There's absolutely, if we think about it clearly, well, we have limits to what we can control. So why worry? 80, 90% of the time, most of the things that you worry about are things that you don't have physical control to do anything about. So then why do you spend so much time catching yourself, wallowing away, and just worrying? Why not just trust God for a process to go through that period that by the time you come out of it, you will be much better than where you're coming from? I made conscious efforts. I can be a bit of a, I'm a thinker. Um, I, know I process things a lot. And so imagine waking up and, um, you know, growing up, we're forced, no, forced to read newspapers, listen to the news and things of that nature. And then I found myself some years ago, I, I was close to depression for the lack of a better word. I was worried, carrying the worry on the wala of Nigeria on my head as if I'm the president of the country. And I then found out that it was all because of the things that I was subjecting myself to. Information that was going left, right, and center. I would spend the entire day in traffic, listen to news, all bad news. Get home, have dinner, now sit down and watch channels again from beginning to end. All bad news. And then you now go to bed. Don't forget, that's the last thing you heard before you went to bed. And then you wake up while you're trying to pray. What do you want to pray? What will be the first thing that will come to your mind? Are the things that you have been hearing or processing all through the, all through the night? And so I just made a conscious effort for my own sanity and for the sanity of my family. All that news, you all look for one summary. Maybe at noon, you all quickly glance. I don't need the detail. I know what's going on. I pick the important things and I turn it to prayer points so that when I'm praying for my country, I know that these are the things that are happening that I can pray about. Other than that, I don't need the details. Because if I don't function properly, people would suffer. My family will suffer. I will suffer. My business will suffer. I won't be able to think creatively and continue to run my businesses. It's not going to work. So I needed that clarity of thought. And so the same applies to also. Anything that works for you, just work on yourself. It's important that you have your presence of mind always whenever you are you know, going through whatever type of situation or challenge that you may be facing. Shaping events may bring feelings of discomfort or insecurity. I said that a minute ago. Now, I'm going to read quickly Genesis 37, verse 3. Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Now, from wearing a coat of many colors, 
he wore prison garments, clothes. Now, how many of us know that story of Joseph very well? That if he did not go through the processes that he went through, you know the Bible says that see a man diligent in his work, he will stand before kings and not men. men. Now, see someone that is diligent at whatever they have been called to do. They will stand before people in positions of authority. They will stand before decision makers. They would fellowship with decision makers, not mere men, not somebody that is just another number to the entire number, but people that matter, people that are of importance, right? And so that's why they tell us that, look, whatever your hand finds to do at any point in time, so you are in a position right now and you are not enjoying it, can you do it well? and do an excellent work. Have an excellent spirit inside of you and discharge your duties diligently, right? What you take away from there is yours and not the owners, the business owners, whatever. What you have done, the time that you have taken to learn that skill, to perfect that trade, it is yours. It is your intellectual property that can never be taken away from you. If the person sacks you tomorrow, trust me, that skill, as long as you were good at your work, you should not be wondering whether the life of the world has come to an end. You should be thinking, God, what is the next step? Should I go and start my own business? Or you have another opportunity that is coming my way. And that is the mindset that we need to begin to have. Don't think as a don't think an adversity, don't think an adversity is an opportunity for you to now retract and then go and hide somewhere. No. It's an opportunity for you to face the issue headlong and learn from it. Face the process. Don't, don't forget what the Bible tells you that his thoughts, the Bible says that the Lord's thoughts towards us are of good and not of evil, right? He does not plan you to go through a process that would break you or end you. Yes, you may go through a breaking, but he would most certainly reform you if you put yourself to allow yourself to go through that process. Joseph went from wearing the coat of many colors to a coat of a slave. He found himself in Potiphar's house and he was made the head of everyone in Potiphar's house. The time he spent there he learned about management. He learned about leadership. He was already getting comfortable. The Lord moved him. Moved him away from that place so that he can go back into the prison and hone his skills of vision telling. Everything came together. You know when they say the stars have aligned? Bam. When he landed, there is no way he would have gone in front of, uh, what's his name? Pharaoh. And he would go and try and miss Yan and say, uh, this is your vision. I think maybe this is what it is. Is death straight. So he had to go through a process. The Lord had sent him ahead. And that's what the Bible says here, that the Lord had sent him ahead to prepare for uh, the, 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 the Israelites ahead so that they don't suffer because the famine was already foretold. Now, if he did not put himself to sit down and, you know, 
put himself, uh, when you go to Potiphar's house, uh, you were making advances to him, and then he wanted to now do Urura and see whether he can have a, an affair with Potiphar's wife, he would have ended his career there, there and then. And that would have most likely impacted that nation. So do not discount. And what I'm bringing out here is don't discount anything that you're going through because you may be that one person that has been positioned to actually save a generation. You may be that one person that has been positioned to save your family. Don't discount anything that you're going through. Everything is for a purpose, and when the time comes, the only thing you will say is, thank you, God, that I put my head down five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, last year. Now I'm able to stand on my feet and make the right decision. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed to us. That's Romans 8.18. Amplified version says, For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. We're going through challenges. We're going through turmoil. It seems like the world is coming to an end. Everything is crashing on us and around us. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Yet the inward man, the spirit of the living God that lives inside of you, it is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, the things that you can visualize. You cannot visualize if you are spending time listening to the things that will not bring any sensible image in your head. How? You are a product of what you watch, what you hear, what you see. So if you spend time consuming negative thoughts, consuming negative information, there is only one way for you, there is only one thing you will produce. You only produce something negative. You cannot produce anything productive. If it is productive, it will have no roots. Or rather, if you feel it is productive, it will be but very, very finicky. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The challenges you're going through, the time of no challenge that you're going through, they are temporary. Your faith is eternal. The faith that you have taken time to build or muster up is eternal. How do you respond to shipping events? Run to God. Spend time praying. Spend time to build yourself. Spend time in a community. 
spend time, um, leverage on what you have. Here today, we're in church. Um, we have small groups. Um, and we call ourselves a family. Sometimes it's difficult for you to pray when you're going through certain challenges. Sometimes you cannot even pray simply because you are in a position where you can't even think clearly. Peradventure you're sick. Peradventure you're in a hospital bed. If you do not surround yourself with the right family, who will pray for you? If you do not surround yourself with the right people, how will you be prayed for? If you do not make yourself accountable to the people that you call family, how will they know when to pray for you? So whatever challenge you're facing, whatever possible shaping events that you're going through at this point in time, know one thing that only God can give you the right perspective when you're going through that season. And only him can possibly help you to go through it unscathed. It takes divine perspective to not become offended and bitter towards persons or people. It is a test of character, whatever challenge you're going through. The Bible says that we should pray. I say, pray and ask to be prayed for. Get a word and take action. A word sometimes is not exactly a thunder from the sky that tells you exactly what to do at every point in time. A word is because you have spent enough time in the place of prayer, you have spent enough time studying the word of the Lord, and then you're going through a difficult challenge or a difficult time. The fact that you are a child of God, you are an embodiment of the spirit of the living God, right? Everything that you have read, everything that you have studied, everything that you have taken time to internalize inside of you, it is for your own good. The word that comes to you comes from within you, from the bank of all that you have studied over a period of time. And so the word in season that we're referring to is not exactly somebody on stage here telling you, Demilade, this, 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 this. No, it is you sitting down, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship, spending time in meditation, and then certain things begin to pop up in your heart. You're going through a particular challenge. You're going through a particular situation, and you're trying to think, God, what? God, what? You're crying, but are you crying to God? A word will come up. You can be rest assured. Something will pop up, and it will be clear as day in your mind what the Lord is telling you about that particular situation. I guarantee you. But only if you have taken time to plant. How will you plant? Spend time praying. Spend time studying. Spend time fellowshipping. 
What happens is when you begin to hear these words, your faith begins to get stronger. Now you have an understanding of how God speaks to you. The Bible says that um, my sheep recognize my only because they know me. The master spent time with the sheep. The master leads the sheep around. And that's how they know his voice. And they are able to distinguish left from right. They are able to distinguish when the Lord is speaking and when somebody is lying to them. But only if you have spent time with the master. Keep your faith healthy and nourished. Very important. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able? I mentioned that earlier. He won't allow you to go through what he knows you don't have the capacity to deal with. But with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Rest in the strength of God's promises. Recall God's faithfulness in past victories. Remember the past testimonies. Remember the things that happened to you in the past. Remember how God was faithful to you. Even when it seems like everything is coming to an end, the fact that you are even able to sit down and think and even process that God I'm going through a challenge or a, a situation the fact that you're in that place is more than enough a reason to be grateful because guess what there are a lot of people today that wish they were in your position there are some people that don't have percent of what you have there's some people that have more than what you have but they're in the hospital bed not because they don't know how to live but because they are just there the other day I was watching a football match the Euro 2020 and um, this uh, gentleman Ericsson one of the footballers is slumped right on the, on, the, on, on the pitch now if you guys know a footballer uh, if anybody knows a footballer and the kind of regime that they put their bodies through, the amount of physical tests that they would have done before they admit them on the pitch, and they do this consistently, the diets that he has, that he takes, the discipline to be a footballer. If any of you knows a footballer, speak to them. Let them explain to you the kind of physical torments that they put their bodies through. And then on top of all that, eating right, sleeping well, doing the right exercises, he still slumps on the field of play. Not even anywhere on the field where he was kicking football. He slumps. How much more you and I that are not even doing 50, 80% of what he does. And we think that we can just continue to walk and not know that we need to thank God for the fact that you are even walking. That's the height of ingratitude.
let's look for faith strengtheners. Like I said, surround yourself in the right community. Ensure that you have the right people by your side, around you, praying with you, and praying for you. Engage the prayer of agreement. I did that once. In so my um, my blood group or blood type, I'm AA, right? And there's this I don't know whether it's a general saying or whatever, but over the years while growing up, I fell ill pretty much every month. Either it was malaria or one thing or the other, it was just all downright horrible. I was poked till I could be poked no more. Taking an injection was just, oh, no big deal. Just walk in, take your injection, and walk away. And so a couple of years back, um, can't remember what year exactly, definitely before I got married, um, I sat in front of a church. I was there in Daystar. I was in my car, and I was shivering. And it was evident that I was probably going to have to visit the hospital again. And I said to God, I sat down in the car, I said, God, all this sickness, I'm tired. Let us have an agreement, you know, that I would dedicate my life to you and give me healing, permanent one, from these sicknesses. I kid you not, between then and now, I've not had any reason to be hospitalized for any sickness. And I'm talking probably 2008 or something like that, 2009 or something like that. Have prayer of agreement. You're serious about something? Have a conversation with God about it and put him to the test. I said about engaging the power of praying saints, you're in a community not to be in isolation. You're in a community so that you can speak to other people that they can pray with you and for you. Please make, take advantage of it. Don't take it for granted. You're in a WhatsApp group with people that are of like minds, that are prayer people. I need a prayer. I need prayer in this. I need prayer in that. Don't be too shy or pompous to reach out. There's no point, to be honest. Absolutely none. I'd like for you guys to, as a wrap-up, chronicle shaping events in your own life in the recent past. Analyze for patterns and check what your actions or reactions have been. Begin to focus your faith to break any negative patterns that you may have itemized on. Identify habits that prevent you from optimizing shaping events and write down personal improvements and actions that you want to implement. I like that, um, you know, we bow down our heads and let's pray.
I'd like for us to pray for grace this morning. Let's pray for grace to persevere through whatever challenge, whatever circumstance that we may be facing. Let us pray for fresh grace to go through that difficult situation. Let us pray for the spirit of discernment that the Lord will grant us the wisdom and the knowledge that would allow us to make informed decisions in this period. That the Lord will guide our thoughts and our actions. That we will be led by His Spirit. We will be directed and guided in alignment with His will and His purpose for our lives. And lastly, let us pray for increased capacity. Increase in the capacity to trust God. To continue to build our faith in Him. Not in man. Not in the challenges that we're facing. Not in the surrounding circumstances. But in God which would ultimately build our faith. And so, dear Lord, our Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace upon our lives. We thank you, Lord, for that interesting time that we are facing at this period. We thank you because we know that everything is but for a purpose. We declare that we have the wisdom of the living God flowing through our minds, giving us the right thoughts, helping us to comprehend, and helping us to make the informed decisions that we ought to make. We dedicate our lives unto you again, our Lord and our Father, this morning, and we declare that your will be done in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Father, for the purpose upon our lives not to be wasted, the destiny that you have called us to not to be misled. But Lord, that we would identify and we would run after it. We thank you, our dear Lord and our Father, for all that you have done and for this word that we have shared. And we pray, Lord, that you help us to internalize and to act accordingly. For in Jesus' name we have worshipped. I'd like to pray for and with anyone at this point in time that has not received the Lord Jesus or that may have, you know, fallen back and trusting God at this point in time. for a completeness as we rededicate our lives to God. I'd like to ask that if you are you know, in that position where you want to dedicate your life to God or rededicate, I'd like that you please um, raise your hand 
and uh, possibly also put your right hand on your chest with the heads bowed and eyes closed I'd like to say a word of prayer with you please repeat after me our dear Lord and our Father we thank you for your word thank you for the blood of the lamb that was shed on the cross of Calvary for my sins I receive the Lord Jesus Christ this morning as my Lord and my Savior I rededicate my life to him I ask for cleansing that begins and will be made permanent in my life in the mighty name of Jesus I pray for the grace to remain in your will for my life I thank you our Lord and our Father in Jesus name and so dear Lord we thank you for our brothers and sisters whoever it is that has just rededicated their life to you we pray Lord that your grace upon them will not diminish will not be reduced but will be replenished every single day that Lord you will have mercy upon them and that father you would strengthen them that Lord you will give them the grace to persevere to go through and to remain in your will for their lives we thank you our Lord and our father for in Jesus name we have worshiped amen awesome Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.